This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis riding out on old Dan at this time early this morning. Maybe it's early where you live and uh, maybe not where I'm at, but the Lord knows how all those things we're not interested in. But old Dan and I are coming on down Friday morning. We'll be back uh, next week with another study from God's Word. But we're looking today at uh, what the church has lost and how to regain it. And we've been there quite a while. And I'm going to go back over a few things that we said last week, I mean yesterday. Let's let's go a step further in analyzing the, our present-day situation. That's what we were doing. Having lost Holy Spirit conviction, we have therefore lost the compassion for the lost, and our tears are all dried up. We have a dried religion now. All through the New Testament, you'll find that expression as Christ looked upon the multitude he was moved with compassion. Do you see any compassion in your church, my friend? Do folks love each other in your church? I told you about the couple that come by here from Kentucky one Wednesday night, stayed for our service, and after the service, one of the ladies told my wife, said, ma'am, y'all just love each other too much. Isn't that, a, isn't that the best compliment she could have paid? She didn't say nothing about the message. She just said, you people, you folks, my oh, but my friend. But listen, and... Uh, Compassion means putting oneself in the place of another or standing along the side of and suffering with the other. Born-again believers in weeping over sinners feel again the keen edge of Holy Spirit conviction. Paul said in Romans 9, I could wish myself a curse from Christ for my generation, for my brethren according to the flesh. Moses standing before Jehovah God said, I pray thee, forgive them of their sin. If not, blot out my name, blot out me out of the house, out of the book of life. Can you understand that, my friend? Oh, where would you go to find such compassion and conviction for the lost in this day of easy, soft believing, soft, easy believingism? Where would you go to find someone find continued prayer meetings where groups gather morning and night, praying and caring, crying over the lost souls of men. Where will you find faithful and mothers and dads who are crying over their lost children and will not let them go? Brethren, my friend, we have substituted church membership and we have come to believe that just so long as an individual belongs to a church, he is safe and save. You don't have to weep and cry and pray and get folks into the church. No, no. They say it's just a matter of psychology or the art of out-arguing an individual to get him to join your church. Our annual revival meetings here have all but degenerated to a drive for church members. We think it's a disgrace to cry in in the church in this day and time. Let a tear come to your eye, and you want to brush it away quickly. You think it is a disgrace for someone to see you cry in church. It shows our proudness. We're so proud, aren't we? We're so proud. Total depravity of nature, my friend. Oh, listen. It means for a soul to be lost. Utter ignorance of what it means for a soul to be lost. How long, let me ask you this, how long has it been since you've heard the wailing, wailing cries of one lost. How long has it been? I, I can't remember. 
I can't remember, my friend. Us young, you young people probably never have heard, probably have never heard of the weeping and wailing of poor lost sinners wanting to be saved, have you? Can you say that, young people? You teenagers and what generation they call it, X, generation X. But listen, the wailing cries of a lost sinner saying, I'm lost. You had not heard that lately, have you? Lost and going to hell. Pray for me, Pastor. Pray for me, Mama and Daddy. Pray for me. How long has it been, Pastor, since you've stood facing uh, faces, just uh, blank faces of sinners who realize that they're lost, helpless and hopeless to find a way out except for the Holy Spirit to lead them to Christ. Such will throw you on your face, Pastor, crying, Oh, listen, for the souls of men. I don't believe that there's many of us today crying for lost souls. Are you crying? Are you begging the Lord? Are you bringing... The Scripture says, uh, you ask anything in His name. If you ask the Lord to save your wayward son, one that's maybe uh, on dope and all those things, my friend. Oh, I know we're living in a day of dope and, and all of those things, and people are by dying. By, I'm talking about young people in our neighborhood, down the street, around the block, around the corner, dying from overdose, accidental overdose, my friend. Listen, such will throw you on your face before God crying for the soul because you have lost the passion for the lost and your tears have dried up. It is a sign that we have lost the prayer chamber and know nothing of the power of prayer and the power, and listen, and the prayer of power that you have substituted banquets and suppers and social gatherings and religious movies instead of coming fast, coming to fast and pray. We have come to feast and laugh and letting the soul go to hell Without warning, my friend, without without warning. Now, let's look. As the burden of the lost of my family and the church has rested on me at this time, I have made the statement, if it were possible, I would go to hell for my family. Oh, you say that's not possible. That's not right. But listen, then to see them go to hell, at times when I have stood before my church, and seen poor mourners struggling with sin, and hear prisoners prisoners of Satan groaning for deliverance beneath that the guilt and power of sin. But my friend, uh, the old trailblazer is going to be true to your soul, regardless of what happens. Listen now, if possible, let me, let the accursed for the, let me be accursed for this people. Then I've had folks say, Pastor. You don't mean that. No man could be moved with such compassion for the souls of men that he would step in the breach and go to hell for them. It, the apostle um, Moses, that great old man of, of God, when he came down from the mountain and they was making that golden calf, oh, my friend, a golden calf so they could have something to worship. And he told the Lord, said, if you can't forgive them, blot my name out of the Lamb's book of life. In essence, that's what he said, man. An old preacher said to me one day, Pastor, don't ever let your tears dry up. Always be where you can weep at the feet of Christ over the souls of men. Spiritual darkness is appalling. 
And listen, souls are going to hell without warning. God give us men and women who have compassion for lost souls and can weep over sinners. Oh, we like to sing that great old song. Brethren, we have met to worship. Oh, I'll tell you, my friend. Brethren, see poor sinners around you, stumbling in the, in the, bride of, in the brink of woe. The need, death is coming. Hell is moving. Can you bear to let them go? Oh, what a what a song, my friend. Listen, see our Father. Now, let, let me just skip over the song part because I can't sing it like it ought to be. May our prayers be, Lord, teach me to pray. Not how to pray, but to teach me to pray. Give me a burden for the lost. And, this, and that leads us to this great fact. We have lost Bible repentance. We have, my friend, which is a missing note in present-day preaching. Christ's text, first text was Mark 1.5. Repent and believe the gospel. His last text and command to his disciples was, Turn, listen, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name of, in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Christ's ministry, my friend, was calling men to repentance. That was his ministry. That's what he came to seek and to save. Not only, I always mention that, Christ not only came to save, but he came to seek. He sought this old man, this old trailblazer. He sought me out, and many whom I know who hears this ministry, my father, my friend. The Holy Spirit shows a sinner who he is by nature and that he's a child of Satan and that he's a rebel and that he's a child of wrath and then shows him what he is by nature, that he is lost. He has no righteousness, no natural goodness, and is without strength. And then shows him the judgment that he's under. What a, what a time when that poor soul comes to see what a judgment he's under, a fit subject for hell, guilty, unfit to live and is going to hell unless God pardons him. Bible repentance is the sinner's uh, acknowledging his guilt before God, taking his place. I often say repentance is taking the blame. Taking the blame for what? Taking the blame for what you're not to blame for, my friend. Coming down to the feet of Christ, begging for mercy. When an individual rejects Holy Spirit conviction, he naturally rejects Bible repentance. Therefore, there is no salvation. You can't preach remission of sin without preaching repentance. Therefore, there can be no forgiveness of sin in and apart from the sinner repenting. A sinner cannot repent and not know it. A sinner cannot take his place before God as a lost, guilty sinner and not know not know where he's at. Therefore, a sinner... A sinner cannot be saved and not know it. Not only, not only have we rejected Bible repentance, and it is lost, missing note in present-day preaching, in and apart from which, from which there can be no regeneration or no new birth, but we have substituted decisionism for Jesus, for regeneration and church membership for salvation. Church membership and salvation are synonymous in this day that we live in, my friend, church membership is synonymous with salvation. 
Oh, what a farce. What a farce, my friend. What how Satan rejoicing in that particular fact, but man, my friend, but listen. Do you know that Lord today? Do you know Christ for your personal Savior? With his own blood paid the sins of your your poor soul? Can you look up with assurance and say, Christ died for me? We have that great plaque standing over our pulpit here in the chapel. It was in the chapel in the tabernacle there in New Orleans. And we brought it up here after Katrina. Had it repainted and refurbished. Hangs over our pulpit up on the wall. It says, Christ died for me. Every individual who ever comes here sees that sign, sees that plaque, Christ died for me. Not only have we lost the reality of blood redemption in Christ, but we have substituted social life, religious movies, kindred things to entertain. Listen now, my friend. Listen. Let one of them become disturbed about their soul welfare, and the average preacher does not know, doesn't know what to do with them. He wants to comfort them. Let me ask you this personal question, one, my friend. May the Holy Spirit make it very personal to you. Have you under... Are you under the blood? Are you under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? Has Christ been revealed to you as your Lord and your Savior? This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. I'm running out of time this morning, but I'll be back later on with another message from God's Word. And remember my mailing address, Pastor Pendarvis or the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, and 70785, and my phone number, area code 225-664-8658. Goodbye, and may God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you to listen to the live Sunday morning Bible School of the Air and morning worship hour broadcasts from 10 a.m. to noon Central Time. These broadcasts are available on the Radio Missions Internet Radio Station. For more information, visit our website at radiomissions.org or call the church office at 225-664-8658. 